Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that brings you the best and the brightest in the world of startups and innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, founder of InsideOutside.io, a provider of research, events, and consulting services that help innovators and entrepreneurs build better products, launch new ideas, and compete in a world of change and disruption. Each week, we'll give you a front row seat to the latest thinking, tools, tactics, and trends in collaborative innovation. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger. And as always, we have another amazing guest today with me, Brock Blake. He's the founder and CEO of Lendio, which is the largest online marketplace for small business loans in America. Brock, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. Glad to be on. Hey, Brock. I'm super glad to have you on the show for a couple different reasons. You've been in the trenches building a company from scratch in a place outside of the traditional valley or tech hub, so to speak. You've also been involved in a lot of the new fintech marketplace and some of the changes that are happening with regard to small business. Why don't you take the listeners back to how you got involved in starting a company that now services a billion dollars in loans to small businesses around the world? Well, that's quite the story, honestly. My entrepreneurial career started right out of college and I entered a entrepreneurial competition, kind of like the TV show of The Apprentice, if you remember that. There were about 100 applicants, then 20 of us were selected to go through this eight-week competition, and we did a sales competition and a marketing competition and a networking competition and all that. And and at the end, I was one of the five selected and won $50,000 that I could use to go start any business that I chose. Yeah, I could buy a business or whatever. And at the time, I realized that every business owner that I talked to as I was out doing research, I found out most business owners have this passion to grow their business, but they are lacking capital. And that was like the biggest challenge. Like I need capital to do it. I don't know where to get it. Right. So first, the first business we actually started to try and solve that problem was a company called Funding Universe. It was more of a dating site, connecting the entrepreneur to an angel investor or venture capitalist. You would go online and post your business plan and the investor would come online and see if they liked your business plan and if they wanted to invest. We were growing that for a few years, my co-founder and I, and realized the demand was there, but most businesses were never going to raise money from an angel or venture capital. The most businesses are main street businesses, restaurant owners and landscapers and dry cleaners and things like that. The best way to solve that problem is to help them get a loan, not to actually connect them to an angel VC. So in 2011, we did a full pivot. We built the first business, Funding Universe, up to $10 million in revenue. And we went from $10 million in revenue to zero overnight and kind of relaunched <laughs> what is now today Lendio, connecting entrepreneurs to banks, financial institutions, and lenders across the United States. That's an amazing story. And I'd imagine uh, it's not something that you know, you always hear the stories, the success stories after the fact and that, but I would imagine it was probably not the funnest times <laughs> for you to make that particular pivot and to change the business. So maybe take us back to that time. And when you said, again, you had revenue and you were uh, kind of building the business, but it wasn't necessarily the path you wanted to go on. So what were some of the obstacles or the things that made you decide, hey, we're going to take this in a different direction? We knew that the demand for capital was high. We realized only 2% of the customers would actually ever raise money from an angel or VC. And so we had conviction that let's focus on the 98%, not the 2%. 
and the other aspect of the old business was that there wasn't a lot of technology built into the business. What essentially we did is the business owner would come, we would do an assessment and determine if they're a good fit for an angel or VC. If they were, then we'd introduce them to the angel or VC. If they weren't, we'd come back to them with a proposed package to help them, you know, a business plan and a financial model and, you know, all these different things to improve their credit. Those services, they weren't scalable. So while we built the business to 10 million in revenue, it was a lot of like consultants that and contractors that we hired and we were doing all this manual labor, trying to keep all the balls in the air and realizing this thing is not going to scale. To get it to where we are at $10 million has honestly been a miracle. And Trent and I are, had visions of a much larger scalable business than what we had built. And so while it was a hundred times more painful to go through the pivot than I thought it would be. We had conviction that it was the right thing to do and to build what is, like I said today, Lendia. Hey listeners, I wanted to pause this interview for an exciting new announcement. We are bringing back the Inside Outside Innovation Summit right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mark your calendars for October 20th through the 22nd. Tickets are on sale at theiosummit.com. We are going to have experts from the world of Disney, Facebook, American Express, Nike. All these folks are coming together to talk about innovation, disruption, startups, and the world that we live in today. Check it out at theiosummit.com, and we'll see you in October. That's amazing. You've obviously had a chance to talk to entrepreneurs, hundreds of them, through your platform and otherwise. What are some of the key traits or success factors that you were looking for from you know, both the platform and for what you've seen in the marketplace. So what makes a good innovator? What makes a good entrepreneur? Well, I think the entrepreneur is able to identify problems and, and identify trends quicker than maybe the rest of the market is able to see them. Not only identify the opportunity, but has the talent and ability to go and execute on that idea. I think ideas are a dime a dozen. Absolutely. And obviously that gets everything kind of moving forward. I've noticed that also especially in places outside the core tech hubs that don't have access to venture capital on that. Let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurs and venture capital and that trap that a lot of entrepreneurs fall into of thinking that they should go for venture capital and not understanding that a lot of times, you know, building a business from the ground up with actual customers is kind of the way to go. Yeah. So I, I learned this the hard way. I had $50,000 that I won and, and, you know, we were what I call playing business. You're working on your business cards and your website and your office space and doing all these things that are exciting and fun when you're doing it for the first time, but really don't matter. They really don't determine whether your business is going to go. What really matters is if you have breath. And it's the Friday before Christmas, and I realized I don't have enough money at the employees to make payroll. And had to pull the group together and, and say, unfortunately, I can't make payroll today. And I was literally, it was like, fetal position on the ground thinking about delivering this message to my team, just so painful. And I said, but I have a plan. And I said, here's the plan. And I have mapped out this three-month plan where we really identify product market fit. The only thing we would focus on is revenue. And I said, if you believe in this plan, go home, talk to your wife, talk to your husband, talk to your family members. If you believe in this plan, Come back on Monday and I know you'll be all in. You know, and I told him I wouldn't be able to pay him in cash. I'd be able to pay him through stock options. Right. But I said, but I can't pay you. So if you don't show up on Monday, I totally get it. But I can't pay you. So I realize you're not in. Long story short, all eight team members showed up on Monday, believed in the plan, 
and it just brought into complete clarity what product market fit means, which is go out and talk to customers, focus on revenue. Can you sell your product? Is it to a point where you can generate revenue from it? And if not, nothing else matters in your process of innovation and trying to create uh, build a business. So you're based in Utah. Let's talk a little bit about the startup scene that you're seeing there and some of the things that are maybe different that you see in a place you know outside the valley or outside of this traditional venture places. Being outside of the valley or outside of the coast. And Salt Lake City, I'll just say, is a very entrepreneurial environment. There's a lot of really exciting things happening. But what a place like Salt Lake City or other places outside the valley lack is they lack a abundance amount of capital that can be deployed towards kind of early stage ideas. In the Valley, you've got not only this broad network of angel investors, you have seed stage venture capitalists and series A venture capitalists. And I think in some ways it's more challenging to be able to, to get your idea off the ground and get funded. In other ways, it puts you through the refiner's fire and says, your idea really has to rise to the top to be able to attract the capital that you're looking for. And so a lot of the, the companies that make it through that entrepreneurial early stage, getting the product market fit, turn out to be quite successful. And, and we have you know, some very entrepreneurial technology-driven, tech-enabled environment. It's more challenging, but that's not always a bad thing on the backside of that. So I know you're also a Forbes contributor. You've written a lot of articles in Forbes and other places. What are some of the trends or topics that are exciting to you or things that you're seeing in the business world? I think that one of the hottest topics right now is around machine learning and AI, so artificial intelligence. Now, I think a year ago, two years ago, machine learning, AI, they were just buzzwords. Everyone was asking, are you leveraging machine learning? Are you leveraging AI? But what's interesting to me is that those leveraging of data intelligence, they're actually starting to come to life and to be really useful tools. The machines are very, very smart and they're only becoming smarter and smarter. And so you can leverage automated bots, these predictive data engines, to do some really interesting things to help scale your business. And there's so many applications that I'm able to identify as we're working with partners and vendors and, and things like that. And I'll give you one example. This tool that I've seen that I've been trying out is using AI as a help with your calendaring or scheduling. And so what that does is if you know I'm trying to schedule a meeting, which we all do, I can send an email to the person and copy this email address that really is a bot, an automated bot. And I say, you know, then the name is Amy. And I'll copy Amy in on it and say, okay, work with Amy to schedule this time for that call. And Amy will respond to the email and say, has access to my calendar. So-and-so, Brock is available these four times over the next week, you know, which ones work. And that person will respond. And that email conversation continues on without me necessarily having to be in the middle of it to identify a time that works for both parties, get it on the calendar and get it scheduled. It's a smart tool. Like 
90, you know, hide the, the fact that it's AI, but most people don't even realize that they're talking to a, a machine. And so I think there's some really fun, interesting things happening in that world. Definitely fascinating times. And it's, you know, you combine all these technologies that are hitting all at the same time. And it, it truly makes for a both disrupting as well as an opportunity for folks out there trying to do business. I guess the last topic I want to talk about is a little bit more in the financial services or the fintech space, you know, space that Lendio is uh, playing in. What are you seeing from the standpoint of the rise of fintech players and the rise of alternative financing, some of the things that are changing the way people can get their business up and going? In the fintech world, I think what financial technology companies are trying to accomplish is to make the movement of money as efficient as possible. And one of the things that we see that we're trying to innovate on in the small business lending space is this idea of what I call an always-on application. In the past, a business owner, when you need a loan, what you would traditionally do is you would say, okay, I'm going to go to the bank, I'm going to show up, they're going to hand me this packet, it's going to have 30 pages of all these application forms, I'm going to fill them all out, it's going to take me 30 minutes or longer to fill out all these applications, I'm going to send it into the bank, they're going to review it. They're going to take a long time to determine if I'm creditworthy. They're going to ask for 20 different documents with tax returns and credit reports and Absolutely. you know all these different things. I guess the question that we are asking in this fintech world is, what data do you really need to get access to to determine if that person is eligible for a loan? Is it their bank account data? Is it their financial data? Is it their credit report data? And is it possible that you could actually get access to that data in a way where you have real-time access? So, you know, you have real-time access to their financials. So that what you can do is now, instead of when that business owner needs a loan, they go and apply, you actually just tell them, it's an always-on application, you just tell them on a daily basis, hey, you're qualified to draw $30,000 anytime you want. Click here to take it. Your income has gone up. Now you're eligible for a $60,000 loan. Click here to take it when you need it. And you're starting to see that like with Square. Square cap, Square launched Square. And they're able to see the credit card swipes that you're doing as a business and volume transactions you're doing. They can take that data and now they launch Square Capital on top of that to be able to say within your Square portal, Hey, at any time you want to draw $10,000 you need for working capital, just click here to do that. And it just makes the life of a business owner that much easier to run your business when you know you've got access to capital. You don't have to go through this long time process to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it almost brings us back to the days of kind of old-time bankers when the bankers actually knew who the business people were and had a pulse for who that person was and their family and the background. And the technology is almost serving as that new role nowadays. Quite interesting times that we're living in. Yeah, full circle, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Brock, thank you very much for being on Inside Outside Innovation. I could talk all day about some of these kind of things, but we'll have to have you back on another show. In the meantime, if anybody wants to find out more about yourself or about Lendio, what's the best way to do that? Come check us out at Lendio.com. It's a free service. We're helping small business owners across the United States get the loan that they need. We make that simple. So what we're trying to do is provide... You apply one place, we'll give you three or four options of different lenders with the rates, the terms, the payment amount, and give you the ability to comparison shop and choose the loan that's the best fit for you. So we'd love to help you out. Come see us. Thanks very much for being on the show. 
Look forward to talking to you in the future. Thanks, Brian. That's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. If you want to learn more about our team, our content, our services, check out insideoutside.io or follow us on Twitter at the IO Podcast or at Artinger. Until next time, go out and innovate.